So today's today we're going to talk about what death. We're going to talk about death. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about death, baby. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about all the good times. Yeah, right. I'm not I'm not going to lie, like I haven't put much thought into it. Like I mean in that I am always thinking about it. So I didn't really feel like I needed to think about it, if that makes sense. But yeah, I don't know. I think about death like all the time, every day probably, especially getting older. But um, it kind of blows my mind that I feel like nobody else does. I don't know. Like, I feel like even my dad doesn't. And he's like almost 80. Like, for instance, like this girl I work with, one of her favorite customers, um, this guy, Dave, and he bikes there every day from, I don't know, really far. And he's probably 80 like in his 80s like he's old like it's awesome that he does that but I'd say if I had to guess he's probably 84 and so she was like talking about oh I love him so much (laughs) and I was just like well like don't get attached (laughs) too attached (laughs) or something (laughs) and she's like what do you mean and I was like well one day he's just not gonna be coming in he's just not gonna come in like she's like Jen she got like so mad at me and she was literally like why would you even say that to me that's the worst thing you could say and I was like but I'm like what do you mean like no it's I'm just saying like enjoy him while you you have him he's fucking old he's gonna die soon like why do we pretend like that's not a fact you know like she was like so offended that I said that I'm like yeah I I've had that experience like I also think about death quite a bit um and I wonder sometimes if it's because I lost a lot of people when I was a teenager and I just am very aware of how short our time on the earth is. But whenever I bring that up, people will always say, oh, you're being so morbid. Um, Like yesterday, I was having a conversation where I said, do you ever wonder how you're going to die or when you're going to die or think about that? And the person I was talking to was like, no, why are you saying that? Like, I've never thought about that. And I think about that all the time. I I wake up and I'm like, this could be my last day. What am I going to do today? Because that the cashier at the grocery store you're talking to? <laughs> no, because I, <laughs> I didn't leave my house all week, really. So oh, right. you're just like <laughs> so deep. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Saying that to a stranger, but that would be amazing. I'm not. I'm not afraid of dying. I. I. I think this is a really relevant topic to bring up right now because of what's happening with COVID. Mm. And I've just experienced the people around me being so afraid. And this Mm -hmm. whole time I have not been Mm -hmm. like, yeah, you know, everyone's like, Oh my God, I might get sick and, and I could die. And I'm like, you don't think that every day. Mm hmm. Yeah, like, um, yeah, I think about this a lot, how just, it's not, it's just like our culture, the way we are, I don't know, it's just like, it's almost like it's not proper to talk about it, or or it's proper to live your life like it's not going to happen, like, like, even my dad, like, brought up that him, Pat wanted to, like, they wanted to move again, like, literally build another house, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, my dad's like 76, and I'm like, like, you know, when you're, when I'm 76, I'm going to fucking know that I've got like maybe a couple, like, who knows, you know, 
it's very small amount of time left. I will be very aware of that. And so would I be wanting to move and renovate a new fucking house? Like, would I be even buying anything new? Like, I would be giving shit away at that point, right? Like, it's just like, it's so weird. Like, because my dad's even like very, you know, spiritually grounded and wise. And he still, I find like, he doesn't seem to act like it's coming or even talk about it or I don't know. Well, I was listening. I don't know if you read it somewhere or if it was a podcast, but they were talking about how death is so taboo in Western culture. Yeah. Um, And it used to be the reverse. Like they were saying death is really taboo, but sex is no longer taboo because you know, everything about (laughs) now. Yeah, for sure. sex, sex. Sex is life. Yeah. All we talk about is sex. And in in the past, it was the reverse. No one talked about sex. But death was like such a – everyone was so conscious of the reality that our lives are short. We have a limited – like that's the one thing we know for sure. We're going to die. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. It's the only certainty that we have. Yeah, well, I feel like in the past, like people were more aware of it because it was happening so much all around everyone all the time. Like, um, you know, because of all the diseases and illnesses and childbirth stuff and et cetera, et cetera, the farther back you go, the worse it gets. So I feel like it'd be hard to live like we are now if that was going on. But I don't know if that's why. But I don't even know that related to how old you are like it's interesting what you're saying about your your dad because I think that most of us just live in a way where we think we have forever and Mm -hmm. sometimes sometimes you do live to be a hundred so yeah you know your dad can't stop living his life just because he's old exactly yeah like that's what I'm trying to like should you just like which way is right is it better to just like you know kind of not think about it and just yeah piddle around with do your day-to-day like you always have when you're at that age which seems like most people do or I don't know is there anything else you can do (laughs) really I guess if you're thinking about it all the time well I think the value in in having that awareness in the back of your mind is that Hopefully, by being aware that you're not going to be here forever, mm-hmm. you make the most of your time. Because yeah, there are a lot of people helps me, helps me through the hard times. There are a I lot of people who um, put things off, like mm-hmm. "Oh, I'll do that later." I'll, I'm, and they live their lives not doing the things they love or want to do. They're like, oh, I'll get to that eventually. I'll get to that eventually. And then they die and they didn't mm-hmm. do the things that they wanted to do. So I think it's valuable to always know that you don't have forever so that you do spend your time doing the things that you value and that are important to you. Yeah. But easier said than done, I guess. Like time feels like it moves slowly. It's like. Yeah, but like look at how old we are already. I know. It's crazy. Like, We're like halfway done. 
I've known you for 17 years already. And that's like, if things go well, we're halfway done. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. But I don't know, thinking about death. Yeah, it helps me. It makes me feel better. It helps me not stress out about something so stupid or, or care about stupid things. If I think about it, you know, like, that's why I do it, I guess. Yeah, it's very freeing. Because you're like, you know what, no matter what, I'm gonna die anyway. Right? Yeah, exactly. We're so all you're like, be forgotten. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. Totally nothing, doesn't matter. Nothing matters, which, you know, when you think we about- We always end up here. <laughs> Every conversation, <laughs> we always end up here. Nothing matters. <laughs> we got but, here again. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't take very long this time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, nothing, the, the phrase nothing matters can be quite depressing because um, mm. you're like, oh, well, it doesn't matter what I do and- none of this is important and nothing has meaning. Mm -hmm. But then on the other hand, if you look at it from a different viewpoint, it's really, really freeing. Like you're like, so none of it matters. Then I'm just going to do what I want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I just wonder why people are so afraid of it. Yeah. I was just thinking, I don't know. Well, I think that being afraid of it is like we're hardwired to be afraid of death. Like it's like our DNA, part of our DNA, right? It's like our survival depends on it. So I think um, like and there's pain and whatever, but fearing death naturally, like say you were just grow old and just peacefully die. Like that's like the dream, right? Like we could only be so lucky for that to happen. Very few of us get that. So it's just weird when that um, happens or is happening. In the case of my father, I can see him. That's going to happen to him. Like, um, it's weird even like talking about it or the sky, Dave, like, man, he's biking like <laughs> at that. Like, but it's seen as a bad thing to like bring it up. Like, that's what I mean. Like, it's weird that our culture. Um, yeah. Most people don't want to hear you say that things like that or think about that or. But. Whereas Honestly, that's actually I, a beautiful thing. Like that's, a, like you know. Well, it, it helps you appreciate that person in the moment. And I think like, I think of some of my past relationships, like for example, my aunt passed away last year mm-hmm. and, you know, she was getting older. She was 84 and the last couple of years of her life were a bit of a struggle. And I knew mm-hmm that she wasn't going to be here forever. So I made sure that I called her and texted her and went to visit her. And I was like, yeah, I know what it's like when you lose someone and you regret that you didn't Mm -hmm. spend that time or have those conversations. It's the worst feeling in the world. Yeah. So I, from my point of view, it's like, I just don't want to have any regrets. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't like having like, you know, those relationships where you're not speaking to someone or you're mad mm-hmm. at each other or you go to bed angry or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, because for example, my, 
my uncle suddenly passed away. Like he actually went into a coma. He was playing hockey and he had a heart attack and collapsed on the ice. And the night before my cousin had had a a fight with him or it might've been, uh, actually, I think it was like the Friday night because she went, she went away for a cheerleading trip that weekend. Mm -hmm. And so that's her last memory of, her last interaction with her dad was yeah, that sucks. they were arguing, you know, mm-hmm. and she yeah, still feels guilty. Yeah. I know that feeling. It's horrible. Yeah. But yeah. So that's why I think it's good to, to really remember that all the time that you don't, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not going to be here forever. So you better tell the people you love that you yeah. love them. Yeah. You better. Yeah. You better take that. You better, you better take that trip or you better do that dream that you have. Yeah. Or you better just like have your shit figured out like mental shit like you better feel good inside yeah you're with yourself like but that's my goal like I don't give a fuck if I don't travel to all the places I want to go that's not gonna happen probably <laughs> um but I want to be like I don't know I just want to bow out gracefully and peacefully that's what the dream would be you know and feel content with the kind of person I was or whatever I think that's maybe that's where the fear stems from then is the fear of suffering leading up to your death. But for me, I'm much more afraid of having an accident and surviving. Mm. Like every time I get on my motorcycle, I'm like, I could die. Mm -hmm. Like, because it's so risky and you're not in control of the other people on the road. Um, but I am aware of that every time and I'm really careful and I'm like, this is the risk I'm taking getting on this thing. And, but I would rather crash and die than crash and survive with like, and end up in a wheelchair or something. Right. Mm -hmm. That scares me way more than death because death is just peace. Right. Yeah. And it's such a reflection of our culture, how brutally people fight against um, assisted suicide, like doctor from doctors, like people go bonkers against it, which is like, it's like promoting suffering to me. That's like, it's so bonkers. Like, I don't understand why we're so against it. Well, I think that it's because uh, suicide is so taboo. You know, you're like, yeah, but to whole- the compassion of a, like getting allowing us to put people out of their misery, like that, like that we can't do that. It's just like it's so messed up. I mean, I don't know. I now the laws are changing, but I guess I just mean that people that so many people don't think it's right. They want, you know, it's just so. I think it's because how do you decide what what a quality life is? Yeah. No, I know. It's like a complicated, tricky issue, but there's so many cases that it would apply to ethically, I think. Like, I actually have a a story about that. So my dad knew this guy who 
had MS and he was, you know, really deteriorating. Mm-hmm. And he and his wife had a conversation and he was like, you know, if it gets really bad, mm-hmm. I want you to help me and my life. Yeah. And, you know, obviously they took this seriously. Mm-hmm. She doesn't want to lose her husband, but there is the understanding that if every day is just like pain and suffering, at what point do we extend your life? Like mm-hmm. at what point do you turn off the machines? Right. Yeah, so what, sure. what, what happened was he, he told her, okay, I'm ready. Like, let's do this. This is what we're going to do. You're going to give me this injection and, um, you know, we're going to hold each other and say our goodbyes. And then I'm just going to bow out. Mm-hmm. And she got in trouble with the police because of it. Oh. Like there was a whole issue where they're like, you killed your husband. But I don't think in the end that anything happened, but it was just yeah. like, you can't do that. You can't just help someone die. And I think, why not? If this is yeah. someone mm-hmm. in their right mind and they've made this decision yeah. and you're helping them, why you're not yeah. killing It's not murder. No, it's relieving suffering. <sighs> yeah, I know. It's crazy. That's just, I guess, the way we are here. Weird though, I guess that's what it's the another thing that COVID has brought up is that like the whole thing with lockdown and everyone trying not to to get sick, COVID zero or whatever. Like when did we get to the point where we just feel like everyone should live forever? I don't know. Does extending your life make it better? Well, it depends what age you are, I think. And what your situation is, but yeah, maybe. Like I have an, a great uncle who's turning, I think, 96 this year. And in the last year he's been, he lives in a, he's not in a nursing home, but he's like in a seniors complex and his Wait, wife. Wait, he's 86? 96. Ooh, Okay. And his wife of wow. 70 years, he was married mm-hmm. for 70 mm-hmm. fucking years. Holy she, fucking shit. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. <gasps> she, pa- she passed away two years ago. The thing is, you're going to lock him in his room because he's not allowed to like leave his room because of COVID. And I'm like, how is that? It's like his last years. He's going to die soon anyway. Why can't he just do what he wants and hang out with like, the other people in his building and enjoy the last days of his life. Yeah. I never I thought know. how COVID is affecting. Well, like I've obviously thought about how COVID's affecting seniors, but I just mean like, yeah, like isolating them in their rooms or whatever. At, yeah, yeah. Like you all- said, at the end of their lives, that's horrible. Like it's already a really lonely time being a senior. And then you're just going to trap them just because you want to keep them alive forever. It doesn't yeah, I know. compute. 
I just feel so bad for him. Lockdown has been hard for us, but just imagine being him. Yeah, fuck, totally. It sucks. Yeah, man, seniors should be able to kill themselves. Like every once you hit a certain age or whatever, just give them a pill, let them choose and orchestrate and plan their own fucking deaths when they want. You know, I think that's great. Yeah, like beautiful. Don't you think they've earned that? Mm -hmm. Like they're no fucking shit. To make come with their retirement package. Yeah. (laughs) Here's your way out when it gets whenever you want. Like go up in in the mountains or, you know, like, oh, yeah. Like, why don't we have something like that? Because I think that their families would be upset. Like, yeah, my dad always said that. He said it's always the families. Just, just clinging on. on. Yeah, yeah, just clinging on. They can't let go. And the poor person sitting there suffering. That's what I initially thought of um, about death. This is culturally why we don't um, seem to acknowledge it. And then right. <laughs> the other thing was, um, I think I told you this once already, but how I was saying how I, when I look back on like old, like, younger me's, I guess, like even me a year ago, I'm like embarrassed and full of shame. I'm just, I'm just like, Oh my God, I can't believe blah, blah, blah. Fill in the blanks. <laughs> um, but that's supposed to be a good sign. I don't know. It's common knowledge. That means you're growing as a human and you're getting better. So that's, you know, generally a positive thing to look back and be embarrassed of the past use. But then, yeah, I was thinking, well, are we like, I pictured the serene, like deathbed experience right but are we actually going to be on our deathbed like looking back to like 89 year old us's and being like god damn I was such a hoe you know <laughs> like <laughs> like are we gonna still be just dying of shame because we have like you know 90 years of like embarrassment <laughs> but it'll mean we've grown into like a superior version of ourselves but I guess that's it we're that's but how I we feel, die. <laughs> I feel like if you don't have if you don't have a past where you've made mistakes and done stupid things, then maybe you haven't really been living. No because shit. Like, yeah, for sure. I so. think of all the ridiculous things I've done and they're great <laughs> stories, first of all. Yeah. And you and learned they, a heck of a lot. Yeah, and they make me who I am and I would choose that any day, all that pain and confusion and Mm -hmm. toxicity. Like I would choose that because it has made me, it's given me character. Mm -hmm. And I think character is something that's lacking a lot in our current culture. But I'm pretty sure I've never met anyone who didn't cringe at at least like I don't know, 10 years them ago, them, or maybe five years. Like most people look back on, I mean, but yeah, I don't know. I don't think that ever goes away. And that's probably a good thing. Cause it means you're aware. Yeah. So that's the whole purpose of life again, is just to become the wisest version of you that you can. So you tap out nicely, but full of shame, <laughs> but also full of shame. <laughs> But also full of like really beautiful memories and lots no, you'll, of love. you'll have the shame, but you'll also have the mental tools to deal with the shame and like 
karate chop it or embrace it or whatever you want to do or to the shame point, to make it just you don't care you don't give a fuck well I shame one of the amazing things about growing older is that yeah you totally. don't give a fuck anymore yeah that's the biggest difference between old me's um compared to me now I look back on my 20s or 30s and how much I cared about things that I could give like no not even a molecule of thought to now that it's like it's so crazy it's a good trajectory I hope it keeps going up (laughs) trajectory I can never say that word say it again (laughs) trajectory (laughs) it's like it's getting stuck in your teeth trajectory trajectory <laughs> I don't know it's like I have braces or all of a sudden when I have to say that word I just I don't get it. it did you ever have braces yeah I did you know what sucked I got the clear ones because they were mm-hmm. like trendy Ooh, no one will see them and then like you eat mustard once and they like turn <laughs> they just like dyed all these like food colors so I ended up having like disgusting braces <laughs> But I was trying to get like the cool ones that no one would see. Fuck and they no. were just like yellow all the time. <laughs> yeah, each one was like a different meal colored. It was like... <laughs> so it didn't work out that great. How long fact, did you, you never have to wear them? Um, um, I don't know, like a year and a half, maybe or something. But yeah, I don't know. I, I said the word trajectory, and then. <laughs> we were talking about we were talking about yeah we're, the wisdom trajectory yeah so what do you think about when you hear the word death or when you think about death what kind of death are you thinking are you thinking like what happens after we die I don't really spend much time thinking about that no I don't care because yeah like, I don't really I was, care either <laughs> when I was here I'll be done time. This conversation the other day, I was like, I feel like I should get everything in order. Like my parents have got their their plots ready and they have all their funeral plans figured out and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And I, I'm like, I don't even care because I'll be dead. So who cares what happens to my body or if there's a funeral or whatever? Oh, I know, right? Chuck the me only, in the woods or something. The only thing is that. I would feel bad being a burden, like if someone had to pay for me to be buried, like if I didn't leave money behind for that. That's such a codependent thing to say. I would feel bad. I I wouldn't want to be a burden. I've seen, no, but I've had had a few friends where that's happened to them, where their parents weren't prepared and Uh, it costs thousands of dollars. Yeah, I know. Just, just to bury someone is at least. I'm not worried because I'm. I know my dad doesn't give a fuck either. Like, he would. He would actually be so pissed if we ended up spending a cent on any sort of coffin or anything. Like he, he would haunt us. Yeah, but even even just getting like the wood box that you get cremated in is thousands. Now we'll just get a big Amazon box. It's an Amazon (laughs) box. It's like a. Like oh my god box. <laughs> no my no. dad would be stoked like he'd be yes please just the the thing <laughs> is like the the funeral business is a racket because they're like well we need to dispose of this body so you have to pay us this much money you know you can't yeah. i when i was a kid i was like just bury me in the forest like 
just mm-hmm. dig a hole and throw my body in and but you can't do that that's illegal <laughs> yeah and you probably can't cremate yourself like do well, cremations you can't, you can't <laughs> cremate yourself unless you burn yourself to death well I mean you can't cremate someone yourself like I couldn't no. just like yeah. And that's like Nazi Germany shit. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel weird saying those words. I just picture my, no, I know that's silly. But that, I mean, that seems like a reasonable choice. Cremation, you know, scatter the ashes thing. That's kind of nice. Yeah. I think, I think I prefer that to just decomposing. Yeah. I feel bad. We, we lost my mom's ashes and then, <laughs> what? And then, yeah. And then, my brother found them like last year. She wanted to be in the ocean. <laughs> so kind of funny. But then we did. We took them to Salt Spring with us a couple years ago. But then we got I got in a big fight with my brother and I wasn't talking to any of them. But they did it. I wouldn't join because I was like so pissed. Can we can we talk <laughs> a little bit more about the dynamics of your family? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> really? What do you mean by dynamics? So, well, you said to me the other day that you found out that your brother and sister and dad have a group text and you're not part of yeah. it. I know. I'm actually shocked. Can't believe it. I don't care, but it's like weird. It's like, well, I guess my brain right away went to like, oh, like I was always the one in crisis, right? So like, I know, obviously they talked about me all the time. So I could see in the past, I'm having a group text, which would make sense. But like, we're talking way long ago when group texts weren't even a thing, but that would make sense then for them to have a group text. But now I'm like, why, what would they have to say that I couldn't hear, right? Right. But so my brain kind of went there for a second, but I'm like, no, like I'm totally good now. They would have nothing like concerning to talk about so I I have no idea but well do you feel like as the baby of the family that you were often excluded yeah for sure but I don't know if it was because I was the baby or because I was also just very quiet and shy and kind of just didn't ever say anything so like um I think it was probably a combo of both of that. But even if you watch like home videos, because I always kind of bring this up, not always, but sometimes recently, even trying to talk about my sister or brother, but they are just like, no, no, you don't. And they like say it doesn't happen. But then, yeah, even watching home videos, like literally, but they're all like loud personalities. And my mom was such a force. So it's just like them all just like, and me just sitting in the corner. Like <laughs> I remember going on vacation or we were driving and I didn't even, I remember asking my mom where we were going. I thought we were going to like the store or something. I didn't even know we were going on vacation. <laughs> so, I mean, part of that is my, I was just do to do like kind of out in my own world all the time. Yeah. So it was partly my fault, but, and their personalities too, they're all really like domineering and loud and aggressive, except for my dad. So yeah, I don't know if it has to do with me being the youngest, but I think it is a common feeling for most youngest kids. Yeah, I wouldn't know. But, <clears throat> but like, what was your relationship like with your mom? Well, honestly, I think 
um, and well, she told me this all the time when I was little, but I think I a little bit like I have both of them in me, but I think I'm a little bit more like my dad. Um, she always, she said that all the time anyways, but so she kind of scared me to be honest. Like she was, <laughs> I remember always being scared of her, not like, not like in a bad way, but just, um, she was, she was unpredictable and she got mad a lot and she just, yeah, but she was fu- so funny and she just moody. Let's say she was quite moody. So I, I kind of, you never knew what you were going to get there. Right. <laughs> um, and when she did get mad, like, whoo, she was scary. And her and my brother fought like psychos, mm-hmm. um, all the time. And it was so frightening to me. Um, but at the same time, she was in the sense of like, she was such a good mom. Like she was like doctor's wife. So everything was homemade, so much attention into everything. We got anything we ever wanted. She was always there at every single game or whatever. It actually used to annoy me. I didn't want her at everything all the time. She was always <laughs> a volunteer parent. Like she was hands on parent, like up in our grill, like all the time. So in that sense, like she was, yeah. I was so blessed to have such an involved, like loving mom, but, um, she didn't, I mean, I was too young, but she didn't really talk about herself and she, yeah, she was scary to me <laughs> like, just cause she, she was a wild one and I found her, yeah, unpredictable. And when she got mad, she got mad, like, but she'd be happy again two seconds later. So <laughs> like, she'd like scream and yell at us. Us. and then two seconds later we're like oh what do you guys want for dinner mac and cheese and I'm just <laughs> like I kind of like what the heck so she didn't hold on to anything ever which is nice um but yeah I think my dad I got more of my dad's sort of um I don't know my dad isn't necessarily quiet but I guess he is he's kind of like me I guess he's like a social introvert like He's great at talking to people. He likes talking to people, but he'd prefer to just be on his own reading right. a book or something. Yeah. Pretty chill dude. So uh, since the topic is death, I wonder if you want to talk about what that was like when your mom passed away. Yeah. You don't have to, but. No, no, I, I don't mind talking about it. Well, it's weird. I remember everything especially that day like I feel like that whole part the memories are so vivid to me still like I'm like 40 this was like 20 over 20 years ago but yeah so that's kind of crazy but I don't know the saddest part for me again like you know lots of people lose their parents and I missed her of course but the saddest part for me was that I never got to know her as an adult or like you know, I feel like I don't, I never really got to know her because I was just a kid. Like I never got right. to like grow up and then ask her real questions, you know, and get to know her. So that part makes me sad. And um, how I treated her makes me really sad. Um, just what we were just talking about, like talk about denial. Like I was so in denial. Like I, I wouldn't even go in the room with her. Like well, I wouldn't. How, how long was she sick for? Well, she was sick for three years, but she was only really sick at the end, like obviously, but which was probably maybe half of a year. I don't know, even less. Like, I, I don't know. I was young, but 
I don't know. I was just such a self-centered little fucking shit, you know, um, mm-hmm. as a teenager. Like, fuck. Like, I remember screaming and yelling at her and listening to her cry in her bedroom. And I was so emotionally stunted. I mean, as a ch- kid, like as a teenager, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say anything to her or be able to apologize or ever. Like, I was just, ugh, that part kills me. But... I don't like hold it into me because that's like I was a child. Like I was as a teenager, you literally don't have those skills yet. Like you have no idea how to talk about things or apologize or even say how you feel. Like I, I didn't know how to do that yet. You know, like it didn't. I don't know. I, I wrote her a poem like on the Mother's Day, I think, before she died. And that is the one saving grace I have in my mind because I I really it was all about her. And it was basically a thank you and I love you in a poem. And I'm so happy. And she bawled her eyes out. And I'm so happy I gave her that poem. I think I cut out the dark part at the end about like, it was super emo. <laughs> but but I'm always like, I'm so grateful that I at least had it in me to give her that poem because I felt like I just couldn't. And, you know, I was a shit. I was horrible to her. I complained about helping. I, you know, I com- it was all about me, me, me. And I was a selfish little piece of shit. So that part makes me sad. But I feel like I've done that work. And come to peace with it and you know that's what teenagers that's like I said I was a child and I literally you have to learn how to those skills like you know it doesn't come naturally you're like I don't know like most people are shitty in high school yeah well my my grandma passed away when I was 15 and I was a total shit to her like we would go over to her house almost every day after school. So she, she was really present in our lives, kind of like my second mom, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and when she was dying, I was just the worst. I was completely self-absorbed and uh, just like I was inconvenienced. Yes, exactly, dude. Totally. But at that age, you don't know any better and you can yeah. only do better when you know. Yeah. So it's totally to be, normal for teenagers to be like that. It, it um, just is really sad when that happens with a parent because mm-hmm. you know, your parental relationships are so important in your life. Like, but you know what? We're showing you how to live. Right. Yeah. But actually I felt so much relief or like, weight off my shoulders when I had Avery because like really quickly I like learned that right away I was just like oh like my mom knew like right away I was like because I was just like oh she she knew she knew I loved her like as soon as I had Avery I was just like oh god and she also knew me so well that she would Mm -hmm. have known how that I couldn't you know what I mean like she knew like you just know your kids so well and you know, so it was like tremendous relief when I had Avery understood all that. All of a sudden I was like, oh, damn, that's that love is so intense between mother and child that. Right. Yeah. She never for a second, you know, doubted that or and she put up with me because she loved me and she knew I was a kid and would grow out of it, you know. But it took having Avery for me to really like understand that. Yeah. Have, like how intense her love was for me, you know, that. I didn't have to, yeah, beat myself up. Yeah, sometimes I think about my parents dying because, you know, 
They're mm-hmm. getting up there and I'm just like, it scares me. Like my death yeah. doesn't scare me. I'm not scared of my death. But yeah. I'm scared of losing these people who have been in my life since I got here. Yeah. But I know this might just be me, but when I get scared of my dad dying, it's for completely selfish reasons. <laughs> like, it's oh, actually, of course. I, I need him still. Like, I feel like I'm just like, yeah. I need you for me. Like, I, that, you know what I mean? So it goes back to what we were saying about families. Like, shit, maybe I, I kind of understand them a little bit more because, yeah, I don't, I can't imagine, like, I just need my dad. <laughs> like, oh, I, like I know I, I, need, I need him around like he can't I, go anywhere the thought of my ready. dad <laughs> like I say to my dad all the time I'm like you can't die <laughs> like, yeah, you're not allowed to leave but, me but it's because I'm not ready yet you know yeah. like, I'm just like <laughs> I don't have my shit together yet darling you just give me give me 10 more years you know like <laughs> it's for totally selfish fucking reasons but yeah the very thought of him dying it just brings complete panic to my but I'm sure (laughs) I'm sure it's the same with our with our parents is that they don't want us Mm -hmm. to die either and that's selfish too yeah because yeah the pain they would feel I mean everything is selfish really but I guess a friends episode about that that's just being human what you watch friends I feel like yeah. you're the kind of person who wouldn't have watched Friends. I didn't, and I don't like <laughs> Friends. <laughs> um, but I Avery watched it, so I, wa- I kind of watched it again. Like, it was always on. But yeah, there's an episode about they kind of debate if anything is actually ever a selfless, like, you know, the classic debate, is there such thing as a selfless deed? No, um, there, there isn't. Yeah. yeah, there really isn't. Unless it's like an accident. Like even saving someone's <laughs> life, it's like you're being a hero. Or you would feel like a fucking piece of shit and yeah, you want to die yourself you didn't. and you do something. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, for sure. You'd have to kill yourself. <laughs> like if you <laughs> so you are totally being selfish by helping someone else. <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but yeah, you what about you? Every time you say that, every time you're like, how did we get here? And it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how we got here. Just enjoy it's- the journey. Yeah, come on. Be in the moment, girl. Life is um, a trip, not a destination. Is that how yeah. it goes? I don't think that is. Life is a journey. Yeah. Life, yeah. Anyways. But I don't think I that prefer- makes sense. I prefer life as a trip because then not a destination. It means That's, it means doesn't you can make like, sense. But the word trip to me is like psychedelic and mm. better than journey because journey just reminds me of that horrible band. Oh so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of this kid store called Journeys. Where I got these roller shoes at one time and she put them on once, said they were too hard and never wore them again. And I saved up (laughs) money for so long to buy those motherfucking shoes for her birthday. (laughs) I just brought that up to her yesterday because we were at the mall and we walked by Journeys and I was like, oh, remember I brought up, remember when I bought you those shoes? She's like, yeah. (laughs) She was like, yeah, if I'm not perfect or something right away, I just give up. And I was like, 
well, I was like looking in a mirror. I was like, oh no. Oh no. <laughs> so I'm like, I can so relate. Like, like I try something and if it's like requires any effort, I was like, nah, <laughs> I give up. I'm like, oh no, she's just like me. But that's what I think of when I see Journey. <laughs> <laughs> Those fucking roller skate shoes. Oh man. Yeah, she never wore them again. <laughs> it's you know what I for them. <laughs> actually think that I think that was a great decision on her part because she realized she didn't want to be lame. No, she just thought they were too hard. <laughs> she was literally scared of falling. And oh god, so are you funny. really like that though? Are you a person who gives up easily? Yeah, you're a quitter. So. Yeah, I'm an epic did, quitter, dude. <laughs> what did you quit? <laughs> what have you quit in your life? Oh my god, like jobs or people? What are you talking here? <laughs> Addictions? What? Like what avenue of life are you gonna like? We got like to zone in here. Like when you were a kid, like what activities did your parents put you in and you bailed? Okay. Uh, let's get the soccer, let's get, get the, the list. Paper, jazz, ballet, piano. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know what else. What other sports is there? Golfing. Oh, he even bought me my own clubs too, and they were antiques. Oh, no. he wanted me to golf so bad. Yeah, whatever, whatever other sport there is. Although I didn't play football, I don't think. Did you quit, play quit, sports? Quit, quit, quit. Let me guess. You uh, yeah. played volleyball. I dabbled. I played volleyball a bit. I am definitely so, a quitter. I just think it's great if parents can expose you to as many things as possible to just find yeah. out what it is. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with quitting. Sometimes it's good to quit. No. It's, it's tough to know when to quit. It's, it is really hard to know when to quit because, mm-hmm. you know, there's that hump that you go over, right? And then mm-hmm. if you just stick it out past the hump, then you're golden. You know, you've got this skill. Yeah, but- totally. I find it difficult, the most difficult in relationships, that question, yeah. when to quit. It's just like... Because, yeah, so many people are like, oh, every marriage is hard. Every relationship is hard. Every relationship has its ups and downs and it's normal, you know. And a part of me is like, yeah, totally. But then you got the other side. People like, you know, don't put up with shit. Love yourself. Blah, 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 blah. So I, like- think, I think when it comes to relationships, it's really about compatibility and commitment. And if both sides aren't willing to do the work because relationships are work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they're like grueling and horrible, but like even your job, you have good days, you have bad days. Like that's just part of the deal of life. It it has to do with how that person makes you feel like, yeah, if they like, obviously you're going to have hard times, but if overall they make you feel good, like then it's probably worth working on things but if overall you they make you feel bad if you feel bad more than you feel good all the time then I don't think it's worth it to work on anything yeah I think it comes down to is this relationship toxic or is it healthy because if you're in a healthy relationship you can 
But that's what I mean. Things. And you can tell by how oh. you feel. Yeah. Like how that person makes you feel inside should tell you sort of what to do. You know, you got to go with your gut, your instincts. Getting back to the topic of death, I had a conversation last week where we were talking about whether what when you die, like your brain dies and you're just gone mm-hmm. or if you become a spirit or mm. if there's reincarnation. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, because I, I was raised Christian and I never really bought into the whole idea of heaven and hell. Like I thought it was dumb and I had an aunt who committed suicide. And I remember I was like, at a youth retreat because I would go to these Christian youth retreats when I was a teenager because it was an excuse to leave town and meet new boys. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, ooh, Typical. fresh meat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, we're, changed, oh, we're, re- <laughs> we're reading the Bible, lame. Anyway, <laughs> they, we were talking about suicide and they were like, oh, well, if someone commits suicide, they go to hell. And I was like, well, I don't really want to think about my aunt burning in hell because her bipolar was too much and she couldn't mm-hmm. handle it anymore. Like, Did you raise your hand and say that? Yes. Because <laughs> oh, I was – I was in a oh I always did this. You're like, at what church. about my aunt? <laughs> I I did. I, I was in a small oh group. God. Like there were maybe like six of us, and I raised my hand and I was like, Well, really? I don't want to believe that because I don't want I don't want to think that because you messed up in this life that you're gonna suffer in, in this fiery <laughs> place for all eternity. They're just saying that so what that you don't I never thought that was a thing, but um, Mm. I've always believed in that we have souls, but I don't know. I'm starting to even question that now. Mm. Is there this like inner life force that goes on after your body decays? No. Like I said, that's one thing part about death I never think about. I don't know. I don't ever think about yeah what happens after which is kind of weird <laughs> but I but why does know. it matter I know I don't know why yeah. we're so obsessed with with that idea of what right? heaven of what happens after death well I mean it would be nice to know I guess It'd be interesting but to why know. why is the assumption that there's something else oh to make it's- you feel better so that you're not scared of dying right oh mm-hmm so it's just to like make us and the whole fear, fear it less. Yeah. And because it's like I said, it's like a biological thing and that's probably to fear death. It's normal. But um, and the whole heaven and hell thing obviously is so that you'll behave, not be yeah. ass, don't be a psycho. Well, that's yeah. a control thing, right? Yeah, totally. But it's pretty fucking smart. <laughs> that shit like ah, good one. That's pretty fucking good. Right? Like, just make, yeah. make up a bunch of shit and say you're going to burn in hell if you do any of it. And I'm just like, I don't know. And let's, let's come up with some, like, amazing visuals for this, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. Let, <laughs> let's create these, like, 
gorgeous angels playing yeah. a harp in the clouds with this beautiful light shining on yeah. them. And then let's uh. let's create these paintings of like these horrible devils and like half Flames. man, half like horse. Yeah. Like- genius. <laughs> Fucking genius. <laughs> When I was but. a kid, I I used to have dreams about the devil, and really? I was terrified. What did he look like? He was kind of sexy. <laughs> wow! Oh my god, you're such a Tina Belcher. Fuck, dude. <laughs> I am you're such a Tina fucking Belcher. <laughs> Just replace zombies with Satan. <laughs> oh my god, it's fucked up. Yeah. so like now as an adult like i'm really attracted to that whole devils and horror and all that like does it still make shit because i yeah like i i'm that's why you like the bad boys yeah that's why you like the bad boys i figure it's just best like i think nothing happens and i don't really think about it because you got to keep your expectations low, right? So I think you just like die, poof. So I'll be pleasantly surprised if that's not the case. Hopefully, pleasantly and surprised. It's, it, it's not. But, it's not like it's gonna change anything about how you live your life. Yeah, I'm not. Well, I'm not gonna do anything differently if there is something after death, because you know the other thing about this whole topic is that. Human beings think we have so much control. Did you listen to that podcast about free free will? Mm-hmm. I think we might have talked about this before, but we think we have yeah. so many choices, like yeah. unlimited choice. And it's like, no, really, at the end of the day, you have very few choices in this life and very little control over what. Yeah. And that's why it bothers me Anything, so much yeah. that people – what are you doing? Oh, just making some ice cream. <laughs> it's almost dinner <laughs> time. You have to stop eating on the podcast. I'm not like making. I'm not like making ice cream. I'm just scooping some. I'm not even eating. I'm just getting it ready. <laughs> what are you gonna do now? I'm gonna eat my snacks and I'm gonna watch Netflix and then I'm gonna go to bed. Me too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're so simpatico <laughs> yeah that's like saying you're matching when you show up to work and you're both wearing a black t-shirt it's like, mm. <laughs> totally. I did that once to a girl I was like oh my god matchies and then the other girl working with us was like rolled her eyes she's like it's not matching when you're wearing black t-shirt and I'm like oh <laughs> yeah I guess, I guess it's not <laughs> she was right <laughs> it's kind of lame <laughs> Popped my bubble, but okay. Well, I'll talk to you Sunday then.